Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. Here we talk about weight, body image, confidence, emotional eating, and other personal development topics. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, the CEO and founder of Irresistible University and IrresistibleIcing.com. Let's talk about weight. <laughs> Let's talk about how many times we have put things on hold in our life because of our weight and how weight has made us feel inadequate and unworthy and how we can start to change some of that. So I'm going to start with um, a story about myself and it goes back to as far back as when I was a kid, like in elementary and middle school and, and early high school time. And I would constantly, you know, I was chubby. I was a little dorky. <laughs> I had these horrible pink glasses, which I don't even, maybe I, I'm just too old, but I don't understand the trends nowadays that those dorky glasses, the exact same ones that I used to wear as a kid, are in style. I don't get it. Sorry, I don't understand it. Anyway, so I was this like, dorky kid, um, long, brown, frizzy, wavy hair, pretty dorky um <laughs> and I went through that phase and I just remember always feeling like I didn't fit in anywhere always feeling like I was inadequate and I wasn't good enough and I would go to school and I would watch the pretty thin girls and how popular they were and how the boys would treat them and drool all over them and chase them and they had all the friends and they were popular and the teachers liked them. And I just felt like this, this outcast. If you guys have ever, this is one of my most favorite movies in the entire world. But if you have ever seen my big fat Greek wedding, the, the first one, and there's this scene where the main character, I can't remember her name, but they flash back to her in like elementary or middle school and she's sitting by herself. I like lost it when I saw that scene because that was like me to a T. I, I almost looked just like her, actually. Um, and it just, I would have these like fantasies. I would go home and I, you know, I've always written in journals and, and, and been just kind of a like book nerd. But I would go home and I would write in my journals and talk about, you know, how I was going to lose the weight. And once I lost weight, I was going to be part of the popular girls. I was going to be beautiful and I, w I would have this fantasy about September and how every single September I would, you know, I would think about this, how I was going to come back to school and everyone was going to be like, who's the new girl? And I would like, I'm very dramatic in my head and I would play it out like one of those corny teenage movies where the girl with the glasses like takes her glasses off and pulls down her ponytail and they're like, oh my God, who's that girl? I would have these fantasies all the time and think about what it was going to be like to walk into school the very first day and people think that I was new because I looked so amazing and I was so skinny and beautiful. And I would think about this all the time. And as like a young kid, preteen, I would fantasize about how losing the weight would make my life perfect. Losing the weight would make me perfect. Losing the weight would make me happy. Losing the weight would make me a popular girl. Maybe I could even be a cheerleader, right? Because growing up, 
around all these thin people, not only just at school, but in the media, you constantly felt like there's nowhere for you to fit in. You don't belong here. And then bullies reinforced your own belief that you don't belong because they tell you that. And it was a really hard time. And, um, excuse me, you know, as I went into, um, like middle school, early high school time. So for context, I live in Virginia beach. I've been here my whole life. We're on the coast. It's a coastal city. It's a beach town that involves going to the beach and going to the beach involves, as you know, wearing a bathing suit and, I had all these friends. I was always the only fat girl in the circle. And all my friends were skinny and perfect looking and could wear bikinis. And all the teenage girls wore bikinis except for me. I always wore a one piece because I thought there's no way in hell I could wear a bikini, right? Because that was what was conditioned at the time. And I look back on my pictures now and I I mean, I'm like, what was like you, you were a little overweight, but damn girl, you look good. Right. And the thing is, is back then the bathing suits were only cut for skinny women because this is like the mid to late nineties. Right. So we didn't have the plus size stores that we have now. We didn't have the body positivity movement, which is forcing big chains like Target and, you know, a lot of the other big department stores to create bigger sizes and bigger cuts and not just trying to make this one size for a typical size four to six girl, right? We didn't have those things. And so even if I wanted to wear a high-waisted bikini that's like super stylish now, I don't even think that existed back then. We didn't have online shopping. We we only had what was spoon-fed to us in the malls, in the areas that we lived in. And because I lived in this beachy surfer city, the only stuff that was available were these little teeny tiny bikinis that you see the skinny blonde surfer girls wearing. And when you're the exact opposite of that style and that girl, you feel so outcasted. You feel so alone. And it's embarrassing. And it was humiliating. And I'll never forget, like, back in the day, like, the whole surfer style, I was so obsessed with it because it's such a big thing here. And, you know, we would go to the beach and watch the guy surfing and, you know, you want to look cute and cool and everybody was wearing, like, the different surfer brands and you would shop at the surf shops and all that kind of stuff. And there was this one brand that I, like, put on a pedestal and I idolized and it was called Roxy. And Roxy was, like, the first clothing brand for surfer girls and they had t-shirts and bathing suits and shorts and all this kind of stuff and I wanted those clothes so bad and I had a few of the the shirts they had like these little um like fitted almost like a t-shirt I guess with the symbol on and I loved the symbol and everything and I wanted the shorts so freaking bad but they didn't fit me. I think they probably went as high as a size 13 in juniors. And when you're a teenage girl with womanly hips and womanly boobs 
and thick legs, those clothes were not made for you. And that feels so humiliating. And it feels like, well, I'm not good enough because there's all these big brands and all these styles and they're not going to make clothes for me. So clearly, I'm the one with the problem. I'm too fat. I'm too disgusting. And in order for me to fit in and be able to wear these clothes, the only way for me to get there is to lose weight. And that was, you know, where that where all that went for me. And um, I remember, too, I had this Roxy, like, denim jumper thing. It was, like, denim shorts. I don't even remember. Like a, It was like a dress, but it was like a jumper style with things over your arms, like overalls, I guess. I don't know. And it had all these buttons down the sides. Well, my big hips could not get those buttons to button up all the way. And I remember there was a girl that would wear that outfit, and I thought she was so cute, and I just wanted to look like that. And this outfit never never ever fit me I would try it on all the time I would you know even if I lost a little weight I would try it on it never fit me those clothes were made for your boxy thin girls they're not made for curvy women and you know growing up in that time frame in the 90s we didn't have the body positivity movement we didn't have Ashley Graham's and all Tess Holidays and all these like awesome kick-ass body positivity plus-size women to look up to. We only had what was given to us through the media. And back then, it was this, here's me, this little chubby girl who doesn't fit in anywhere, reading Seventeen magazine and looking at, and honest to God, I think at the time they used to call the supermodel trend like the heroin, something heroin look. Like seriously, like the, like gaunt, super thin, almost looks sick, like skit. That's like what was in. And so you're seeing that in magazines. You're you're surrounded by all these like thin, perfect little surfer girls in your area. And then you're watching MTV, idolizing what's on MTV and watching, what was that dancing show with that guy, Eric? I used to watch it all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I want to go on this show. Um, <laughs> and I would watch music videos. And it was like, damn, man, like, I want to look like those women, but I don't, but I, but I need to try. If I want to fit in, I have to look like them. And that's really hard. That's really hard where I, and I don't know what it's like nowadays to grow up as a teenager. I'm sure it's just as hard, if not harder because there's social media, but at the same time, it seems that there's more out there these days, right, for teens and more diversity in role models. And you don't have to just watch what was spoon-fed through TV and magazine. You have the internet and social media, which means you can go look at whatever you want. But those early beginnings and all those feelings of not feeling good enough, not feeling like I fit in, um they manifest later on into the phrase that so many of us say all the time, and that is, I'll do it as soon as I lose weight, right? It's just like, I'll get the bikini, the Roxy bikini, as soon as I lose the weight. I'll take surfing lessons as soon as I lose the weight because I can't go out there like this. No one wants to see the fat girl surfing. And then as we get older, 
we keep using that excuse. We keep saying, I'll do it as soon as I lose weight because we don't feel like we are worthy enough to do the thing because we've been conditioned literally our entire life that, no, you can't do that. You're too fat. That's not for you. That's for people that are skinny. And it's not something that you just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm not going to do that till I lose weight. No, this comes from like years and time over and over again of being rejected, whether that's actually by someone or by something or by yourself, that this just becomes the way that you're living and you maybe you don't even realize it. You maybe, maybe you don't even realize the things that you're not doing because you're blaming it all on your weight. You know, this, um, it, it continued for me. So let's get out of high school. And for those that know my story, I gained close to 100 pounds from the time I graduated high school till almost that summer to um, a few months after. It was, it was really bad and it was really dark. And so then I'm out of high school. It's that like I went to college locally. I didn't go away, but I was living the college lifestyle, I guess you could say, of partying and drinking and going out, clubbing all the time. I was obsessed. And then it turned into now I'm actually super fat. Like in high school, I look back and it's like, eh, you know, you were called those names and because you didn't look like anyone else, but you honestly were just super curvy and you maybe had 20 pounds to lose. But now here I am, I've gained so much weight. Um, I can't even fit into any of my old clothes. I was wearing a size 20 and sometimes that was too tight. Um, I was really, really large and I felt it. I felt I mean, I just, I felt miserable. And if I didn't feel like I fit in before, well, shit, now it was really bad. But now it was like that college lifestyle of going out to the bars and the clubs and drinking. And this was, again, like early 2000s. So, you know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, um, who else was like really popular back then that was like all over. So then it was like everyone was wearing like these tight leather pants with these midriff crop tops and they were little belly buttons pierced. I wanted my belly button pierced so bad, you guys. And again, it was like, well, I can't do that. I have a fat stomach. And I I watched every single one of my friends get their belly buttons pierced. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. It hurts. And I wanted it so freaking bad. Because it was so cute back then. That was like the thing, right? And so everyone would go to the bars and the clubs with their little leather pants and their heels and their um, like little short shirts. And I just wanted to look like that. I wanted to do the things. And, you know, this was like the wild, crazy times. Dancing on bars, taking shots off of people, like all all the stereotypical, ridiculous things that, you know, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids do. And... You know, I was a pretty big party animal, but I still always felt like I'm not cute like them, right? I'm not as good as them. And that shit's real, y'all. Like, that stuff is deep. And it it keeps going in different ways. And what I want to talk about is that how many times 
do you say to yourself, I'll do it as soon as I lose weight, right? Or let me give you another example. One of your friends calls you because they're getting married and they say, I love you. You're awesome. I want you to be in my wedding party and the wedding's in six months. And how many times, if that's happened to you, instead of like immediately feeling loved and happiness for them and excitement, the first thought that hits your mind is, oh shit, I'm going to be the fat bridesmaid and I'm not going to fit into the dresses, right? Or, you know, your significant other says, hey, you know, let's go on vacation to Mexico or the Caribbean or Florida or somewhere beachy. And in your mind, you've always dreamed of going somewhere like that, but you've always dreamed it would happen when you're thin so that you could feel carefree and wear a bikini and, you know, do all the activities without feeling judged for your weight. So you you pretend that you don't want to go or you make these insane promises to yourself that you're going to lose, you know, 70 to 100 pounds in the next six months or whatever it is. And you hold yourself to these ridiculous standards because you don't feel worthy enough of doing it until you lose the weight. And that's the kind of thinking that we have to work on. That's the kind of thinking that we have to dig down and figure out where did that shit come from in the first place? Where did you learn how to think like this? Who taught you these things? And if you can start uncovering where it came from and how you got there, then you can start working on it. Because what happens is we see ourselves, we go, oh my God, I'm so fat, I need to lose weight. And we go on, you know, so-and-so's fad yo-yo diet, and we go on this extreme exercise plan or what have you, and what ends up happening is we might lose the weight because we're just so focused on it. We're focused on the, the food and the exercise, and that's it. But what we don't focus on is everything that got us to that number in the first place. Because in most cases, you didn't just get there because you were, you know, you loved eating. Some people, that is the case, yes. But being overweight is quite often a symptom of something else that's going on. And it's usually something emotional. And so if you keep asking yourself or keep telling yourself, I'll do it as soon as I lose weight, I want you to question why. What's stopping you now? What's stopping you now? And I totally get it. I totally get that if you are overweight and you feel fat and you, and, and you see yourself and you don't have the ideal body that you want, I completely understand that it feels impossible to go from that feeling to, okay, I'll put on a bikini. Okay, I'll go on that vacation. I get that. It, it's not that easy. It does take some some work with yourself and talking to yourself and the mindset and all the the shifts, the mindset shifts that you have to do because you didn't get here overnight and you're not going to get to that better place overnight either. And so think about though how many opportunities you've missed, how much time you've wasted Because of your weight. Because of how you feel about your weight. Right? And 
you know, I, even at my, like, at points in times in my life where there's certain clothes that I want to wear, for example. And nowadays, that's really not an issue anymore because there's so many different brands and stores that cater to, you know, size 12 and up and have different cuts and and we're no longer feeling excluded. In store, there's still a problem. We have to admit in the malls, in the stores, we still have a problem. And but I used to feel like nothing like why I would gain like let me go back and use this example. I'm kind of blabbering. When I gained all my weight after high school, none of my clothes fit me. And when I tell you none of them, I literally mean none of them. My like cute jeans from remember Express and Limited, they didn't even go over my knees anymore. My cute shorts from uh, Learner, now New York and Company, I had all those clothes. They didn't go over my knees. I had nothing to wear, which means, which meant I had to go buy new clothes. And now I'm having to go buy clothes literally now in the plus size section, which I had actually never had to do before. I was like right on that border of the high junior sizes. And now I have to literally go in the woman's plus size section. And I was humiliated because it's this small little section that everyone can see you walking into that you're forced to go into because it's not just laid out with the other clothes, which that is a topic for another day because I still to this day believe that is that's just discrimination, that we have to have plus size sections. It's bullshit. Anyway, so I didn't want to buy new clothes because I didn't want to see a size 20 or a size 22 because that made me feel like it was real. That made me have to admit that I had gained that much weight, that that was my real size. And so I didn't want to buy those sizes because I felt that if I buy that size, it means I'm giving up on ever getting back down to another size. Does that make sense? And I think this happens quite often where, you know, maybe we've put on some weight and we need to buy the next size up. And if we buy the next size up, you know, the clothes look amazing on us. No one knows the number in the pants. No one knows the actual size but us. And you're going to feel better, look better, and be more comfortable. But we feel that we're giving up and just accepting this is where I'm at now. And nothing's going to change because now I'm catering to it. Now I'm, I'm giving in and I'm allowing myself to wear these clothes so I can be comfortable at this size. And we tell ourselves, you shouldn't be comfortable at this size, you nasty fat pig. That's what we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that because we don't want to feel like we are going to wear these. Cl- we, we think we're going to be in this size forever if we buy the size. And all of that to say, you don't need to lose weight to feel worthy. You don't need to lose weight to feel confident and to love yourself. And you shouldn't lose weight just so that you can, in your mind, in your mind think, well, if I just lose weight, I'll feel happy. You should do it because you love yourself, because you already feel confident and worthy, and you feel good enough that you want to take better care of your body. 
And on the other hand, I want to say that if you want to lose weight, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you, there's just, I, this is like such a hot topic for me because there's a lot of people in the body positivity space that are against weight loss and I'm not against it. I'm on my own weight loss journey, but I'm approaching it now from a place of love and not from a place of hating myself and dieting myself into the size that's considered acceptable so that I can fit into the little Roxy Surfer Girl bikini. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing it because I want to do it, and I'm doing it for myself because weight can impact our health, and it can impact how we feel physically, and so that's a big deal to me. So, you know, but... You have to find a place to love yourself and to say, okay, this is where I'm at. I know that I got here. I, I don't want to stay here. But while I'm here, because you're not going to lose all the weight in a couple days or a couple weeks. So you have to say, while I'm here, I'm going to treat myself like a human being that's worthy. While I'm here, I'm going to go do the things that I've been putting on hold because Sure, I'm on a weight loss journey, but I can't sit here and wait for the weight to go book my vacation. I'm doing it now. I'm going to go to that job interview now. I'm going to go buy that hot, fierce outfit now. And maybe in six months, it won't fit and it'll be too big. And that's great. But stop putting your life on hold because of your weight. Because how much time have you already wasted doing that? And what has it done for you so far? Stop putting your life on hold for an imaginary number that you may or may not ever see because that number doesn't define you. And so what I want you to do is to start saying yes to things. And yes, doing that now, even though you don't feel confident in your own skin, even though right now your body image is in the gutter, even though right now you have the confidence of a piece of a rock. Get out there and start saying yes and doing things because the confidence comes in the doing. The confidence comes from getting yourself out there. The confidence comes from feeling uncomfortable. And the more you do that, the more you hold your head up high, the more you put those high heels on, the more you put that that face on with your makeup and get your hair done and walk down the street with your head held high. The more you do that and the more you do it when you're uncomfortable, all of a sudden, it's like second nature and you are that confident woman. So do it anyway. I don't care what size you are. You know, stop wasting time because we don't know what's promised to us. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow six months from now or a year from now and do you want to keep playing it small because of your size do you want to keep hiding from the world because of your size because somehow you think that if I hide and I don't hold my head up high and I don't show everyone my true power no one will actually see what I look like But the truth is, they see you anyway. 
So why not step into your own power, step into who you really are, regardless of your weight or your size, because that stuff can change and it will change throughout your life. So why not own who you really are now? And if you're that chubby, nerdy girl with glasses that doesn't fit in anywhere, it's because you're that different and you're unique and you're not meant to fit in with everyone. And so make your own path. Make your own style. You know, I went from that girl who was basically invisible to people want to know, where did you get this? Where did you do your makeup? Where do you get your nails done? Because I made my own path. I found the things that make me feel irresistible and beautiful and I started doing them you know and even at my larger sizes I still would rock my heels I would still have a full beat face on I would still have my hair done you know and people would tell me oh you should be a plus size model which okay that's kind of like an underhanded compliment honestly (laughs) but anyway you still have in those days I probably felt like shit about myself about my weight and was hitting up the drive through twice a day. But I was still getting my glam on and taking care of myself, at least in that way. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you just start doing things, the less you stop obsessing about the weight and your size because your focus is somewhere else. And if you want to lose the weight, that will come. That will come. It will come. But... I just want you to make a promise to yourself that you won't wait for the wait any longer. You're not going to do it. You're going to say yes. You're going to be confident. You're going to love yourself. And you're going to feel and look irresistible. All right, lovely ladies. That's all I have today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I realized some of it was a little all over the place, but I love sharing this information and these stories with you. I hope you found this just as helpful, and if you did, I would appreciate and love you long time if you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes, and make sure to share your irresistible journeys on Instagram using the hashtag irresistibleyou, and if you haven't got your copy yet of the Irresistible You Journal, I would love if you could go over to amazon.com and you can just search irresistible you journal pick up your copy and there is free two-day shipping with prime so thank you so much for listening i will talk to you next time until then stay irresistible